Gideon wouldn't have noticed the date, except that the Falmouth skies were already dark when he left the police building at four o'clock. Surely the days couldn't get any shorter. He'd driven down here this morning in the pitch black, too. It was enough to depress a man who didn't have the world at his feet and a cherry on top. He glanced at his mobile. There was the date. 21st of December, the doorway, the depth of winter, and the beginning of the return of the light. And there was the cherry, a text from Lee. He confined himself to one a day when Gideon was on duty, but it was always a good one, something he'd noticed about the places or people around him that would make Gideon laugh or shake his head in wonder. The clouds were heavy with sleet, not like this time last year when bright stars had shone over strange events in the quiet streets beyond the bay. The wind moaned around the police station car park. Some joker had found flashing blue Christmas lights to hang above the doorway. Flecks of ice stung Gideon's neck, and he got into the rover. Briefly, he was distracted by the sight of the trainees and new constables spilling out of the building. What did it say about him if the policemen were starting to look young to him? He chuckled, then pulled down the rear view to check that his gravitas and his sergeant's cap were in place. The shortest day had been a long one, teaching this latest crop, and he didn't want to lose his advantage over them now. Yes, he had the world at his feet. As worlds went, it wasn't massive, but within its limits. From Bodmin to the far west coast, sunny days at Drift Farmhouse and firelit evenings at home in Dark Village, Gideon had everything. Six months of married life under his belt, only two weeks more of physio and teaching days like the one he'd just endured before he'd be past fit for full active duty again, his recovery complete. He had a mother, a brother, a small but functional version of the family he'd missed out on as a child. He had a baby on the way. Gideon opened his text hurriedly, suddenly afraid that his daily cherry might be news of Eloan, so pregnant now that she could barely waddle across the farmhouse kitchen to fetch her pickled gherkins from the fridge. I'm at Roselands visiting your mum, Lee's message read. I know she's coming to us for Christmas, but I felt as if I should. Meet you there if you get out in time. I'll buy you dinner at Sam's. Sam's would be nice, though it was Gideon's turn to buy. They made a pilgrimage there every time business brought both of them to Falmouth, in memory of their first proper date. Doing so without incident was always a luxury. Gideon shivered, wondering if the restaurant's decorations this year would include the tinsel fish. A deeper unease touched him. Everyone who knew Lee well paid attention when he did something, because he felt he should. The reasons would appear soon enough. Gideon started the rover and put her into gear. He'd only had about a year of feeling like a well-loved loving son, but he didn't think he could bear to lose Ma Frayne, Methodist minister's wife and sudden unexpected proponent of gay rights. He set the fear aside. Lee would have spoken to him directly about any premonitions of that nature. Lee's gifts were in full play after his concussion and encounter with Gwillem Kitto, but they had come back under his control and he was only your average incredibly talented local clairvoyant once more, running his stage shows and finishing up his popular TV series, Spirits in the Stones, so that he could concentrate on... Gideon pulled his attention back to the present. It wouldn't look good for Sergeant Frayne to rear-end a citizen with the police truck. 
Whenever he thought too hard about the next few months, the change about to shake their lives to the foundation, the reason why his own job had become doubly important and Lee's was going on hold, he became barely competent to walk a straight line, let alone drive. He braked in time and pulled out of the junction into the rainy night.